Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your host, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner. Well, good morning, Grace. And uh, with me in the studio this morning, I've got Cliff Ward. Cliff uh, works for us in our professional services group. Cliff, I'd like to talk a little bit today and pull on your wisdom and experience about the value of having good data for facility managers to work with. You know, lots of times we see uh, over the course of history, people keeping a lot of that data in their head or uh, on the back of an envelope or someplace where it's not easily found. And I know we find that a lot of times with our clients, uh, particularly when they uh, implement our work order management system uh, with the asset tracking, that sometimes they struggle a little bit with getting the data in. But I want to try to pull on your experience a little bit about uh, getting that data and the value of having really, really good data in there and what it can provide long run for a facility manager. Well, good morning, Bob, and, and thanks for having me in here today. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to everybody this morning. You know, it used to be years ago, we had a limited number of pieces of equipment in buildings. Uh, the control systems were fairly simple. It wasn't that difficult to keep track of. Many times now, Bob, when, when we have uh, all the number of pieces of equipment, all the things that we're, we're dealing with, it's hard to keep track of. You know, it used to be maybe you have an experienced uh, facility manager that, that remembered a lot of these things, remember when they put it in. But we have a lot of newer workers coming into the, into the workforce. And particularly now that a lot of companies are using a CMMS system, it's very important to have all these things organized in one place to keep track of. So uh, it's, it's very important to have that equipment there. What do you recommend to our clients uh, when we're talking about equipment gathering? I know we have a, a relationship with a, a third party that goes out and does that for us. Some of us, sometimes there's been some internal people that have gone out and done that uh, for some of our clients. But what are some of the things that you recommend that they do capture uh, for tracking purposes? Sure. There's a couple things, Bob. First, we want to be able to identify the equipment. You know, When you have a, a new worker come in that's less experienced, you want him to be able to to locate equipment, know where it is, know the details about that equipment. So that includes things like the exact location of that equipment, of uh, the make and model number of that equipment. Certainly serial numbers are important. Nowadays, in order to access information, most of the manuals are gonna be available online. A lot of times the information about replacement parts uh, needs to be deconstructed from that serial number. We need that serial number information. So that those are probably some of the key important things to have. One other piece of information that a lot of people don't think about that we should do is we should actually have in there when that piece of information was put in place, you know, when that the equipment was put in, uh, when any kind of work was done to it. That way you can track and see what's happening. What, what would be uh, the value of having that date of, of when a piece of equipment was put in service? Sure. Well, you know, uh, a lot of people now are doing much more in the way of capital planning. So if, uh, if you want to track things from a capital planning standpoint, you want to look and see when you need to replace this piece of equipment and take a look at it. Knowing when it was put in place allows you to be able to look and see, okay, if the average life expectancy of this piece of equipment is seven years, you can plan for that replacement in seven years. Now, you may not actually replace it until it breaks, but it allows you to financially plan for it so you can do that. And you need to have that date in order to be able to do it. Just can't keep track of everything in your head with all the different pieces of equipment now. It has gotten very much more sophisticated as equipment and uh the manufacturers, we see a lot of manufacturers, not just from from uh, the United States, but all over the world. The equipment coming from all over the world into our buildings today and much more sophisticated. So tell me, tell me a little bit, uh, 
when when we do work, what's the best practices uh, when a maintenance technician does work about recording history, uh, what at work activities against that piece of equipment, and why is that important? So to look at things, and a lot of people are overwhelmed, particularly when they first bring in a CMMS system. They're overwhelmed with how to get that information about that equipment into the system. And uh, there's a couple of different ways to do it, but one way we tell people, particularly if if their budgets won't allow them to have, say, a third party come in and do it and they need to do it themselves, we tell them to incorporate that with their regular uh, preventive maintenance that they're doing. So when they send a technician out to change the, the filters in an HVAC unit, the first time he goes and does that after they put the system in place, that's the time when he can backfill the system with all that information. Uh, particularly now, it seems like more and more places are, are using tablets, having their workers go out, have access to that application uh, right there in the field. They can go in, see what information is missing, add that in right there on site, and then have access to that. And that's quite important to do that. And that's an easy way to accomplish it. Over the course of six or nine months, they'll have most of their equipment in that way. What about the tracking of warranty along with that? I know, I know a lot of our clients are going to have equipment that's been in place for a long time, but uh, sooner or later they're going to get some new equipment or maybe they get a new building. Uh, what about tracking of the warranty and, and knowing that the cost of what warranty is? Sure, and, th- and that's, a, that's another important key piece of information. Years ago, uh, we didn't think so much about warranties. Uh, you know, we, we, we knew that there were a year. Nowadays, uh, different pieces of equipment have extended warranties. The same piece of equipment may have a different warranty on the control system than it does on the basic equipment. Motors will have a different uh, type of warranty. Almost impossible to keep track of that in your head. So by having that information in that CMMS, then you can update and know that. So when the worker goes out, let's say he's going out to do a, a regular maintenance on a unit. When he gets out there, he hears a bearing noise or hears something that he identifies as a bearing noise, realizes a motor needs to be replaced. If he's got access to that warranty information, he can know if that five-year uh, warranty is up or not on that motor to be able to apply that. So it certainly saves a lot of money. He doesn't have to go out and buy a three or $500 motor. He can, he can uh, turn it in for warranty. I know uh, through, through some of my ex- past experiences, that uh, just as you said, a piece of equipment may have different warranty times on components of that. For instance, at chiller, the compressor might have an extended warranty of five years. The chiller itself might have had a one-year warranty, but the uh, compressor itself. So it is important to, to understand those components, the different warranty periods, and really I think people let money lay on the table a lot of times. Sure. I know uh, one experience I had, and this one uh, is one that is pretty typical Ballast and fluorescent fixtures. Most ballast and fluorescent fixtures have a five-year warranty in it, and it's not anything that they have to pay for. That's just a standard warranty that the uh, ballast manufacturers put on it. So when uh, a building is built and three years later somebody has to replace the ballast, they think, well, you know, the warranty's up in my building, so let's just throw it away. I had a, a, a time in one of our buildings, in one of our school buildings, where we had a large number of ballasts that went bad. And what actually happened was the ballast manufacturer, this was advanced in that uh, instance, uh, said, what we'll do for you. And th- they really even went above and beyond and said, uh, you know, we really cover the replacement cost of doing that. Get money back for the replacement. They said, since we have such a large amount, go through, give us a count of all of your fixtures. We'll give you a free ballast for each one of those fixtures. And then we're gonna give you an additional ballast on top of that. So we're gonna give you two for one. So you have uh, storage and then you just take care of your own installation 
uh, of the ballast, so, which was really a great deal because some of those ballasts, uh, you know, a ballast can cost, nowadays with the electronic ballast, they can be upwards of, of 30 or 40 bucks a piece. Sure. And so uh, I think the, the realization of warranty uh, is really important. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, we have problem pieces of equipment. You, can't, you keep going back to that and maybe different technicians going back. Again, the value of keeping track of all of that in one central place and keeping good data on that. What, what kind of value do you see in that? Well, that's, that's really where it comes into play, Bob, in, in that uh, if you don't have that information that you can go back and refer to, you don't really have the ability to track those kind of things. I can think of one particular example I know of where a client had to, uh, had to replace a motor and he thought he remembered that he had to replace that motor recently in the past. So he went back and checked his records, and sure enough, nine months before, replaced the same motor. Looked back in his records because he had them for several years and found out that two years prior to that, he had also replaced that motor. Turns out he checked and looked, and he had some alignment issues where the motor wasn't lined up properly, and so it was putting some undue pressure on the bearings in the motor and causing them to fail. So he was able to go in, realign that motor, and, and create, you know, fix that problem. That's one of the real values of having that history where you see things that are happening on a repetitive nature. The other thing that allows you to do, ties a little bit in with your ballast story, is the, the fact of the matter of benchmarking, where you can look and make some comparisons. So say maybe if you're in a large school system or if you're in a government facility where you've got a large number of buildings that have similar pieces of equipment, you can benchmark you know, against those and be able to look and see within your own operation. Um, some organizations, depending on you know what kind of software you use, allow you to be able to benchmark with other users of the same piece of equipment. Uh, and that's very important. You know, imagine a situation where you had, say, thousands of clients using the same type of piece of equipment around the country, and you could almost ascertain what the average life of that piece of equipment is. Be able to look and see if you do preventive maintenance on this equipment, it's gonna last X plus one years. If you don't do any maintenance, it's X minus two years that type of thing. All that's important. And again, you have to have that data in the system to be able to do that work. So getting back then to kind of one of your original comments, the importance of having a model number, a serial number, a man accurate manufacturer's name on that. So you can compare across. I know here at the Dude, we have uh, the ability to look at lots of data and to understand, and we're looking at how we can add value to our clients by providing that kind of information to say, what about this chiller what about this air handler what about this manufacturer what are you seeing uh, as being equipment that fails more exactly. or fails less than right and uh, you know a lot of our a lot of our clients in the particularly in the public sector and even in the private sector a lot of times are really motivated to take low cost low cost of an initial purchasing doesn't always mean low cost for maintenance that's right long term I think it's in very, very important what you're discussing here this morning of getting that information and really understanding the value, the long-term cost of a piece of equipment and applying that cost against equipment over time. So you really can justify, and I know we used to get frustrated in the school system by saying, you know, well, this, this manufacturer is crap. <laughs> And uh, we don't like this manufacturer, but yet they come in, keep coming in on bid day with the lowest price. Right. And so we were able to justify not accepting lowest price in some cases because we had good data to back that up. Yeah, yeah that's it. Absolutely. Everybody that, that is, uh, um, I'll use the example of all the people that have, have used some of our third-party services to get this information. Maybe they had floundered along for several years without having full good information about their about their equipment. Um, finally decided they weren't going to be able to do it on their own and wanted somebody coming from the outside to do that. 
once they got that information, within a year, they had many stories like we've talked about here this morning in terms of being able to, to really save money and do things based on that having that information. Well, that's great. Well, Cliff, I really appreciate uh, you sharing some of the insight this morning uh, about the value of this and, and uh, why we need to have that. And, uh, you know, for a lot of our our clients, uh, we do have that service that we offer. We'd be glad to talk to you about that. Uh, if you don't use our product, um, still encourage you very much, whatever system you are using, to have good, valuable data in there so that you understand long-term what your costs are associated with that. So, uh, Cliff, thank you. Thank you for having me here, Bob. Appreciate and, it. And I think it's an important topic, and uh, uh, we look forward to our clients getting better with data and making better decisions with good data. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you.